This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Black holes, the cosmos, space, and time travel, science and technology. Brought to you by theoretical physicist, futurist, popularizer of science, and world-renowned author, Professor Michio Kaku. And GCNlive.com. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. On Science Fantastic, we profile the amazing, jaw-dropping scientific discoveries which are revolutionizing our world and touching our lives. And first of all, let me say it's great to be back. I was traveling around the world. I spoke in Australia and New Zealand for the first time. In fact, when I spoke in Sydney, Australia, we sold out. We sold out the Opera House. You know the famous iconic Opera Opera House. Every time you see an advertisement talking about Australia, there it is in its full glory, the Opera House. Well, we sold it out. We had a sellout tour throughout New Zealand and Australia. But it's great to be back here in New York City interacting with you, the listener. And so once again, in this hour, we're going to take your listener phone calls. Now, if you want to be part of the March of Science, then get to the telephones and give us a call. The hotline number is 612-564-8135. 612-564-8135. Give us a call. Leave your name. Call letters of the radio station you're listening to, if you're listening to one, and the city you're calling from, and then ask that question. Make that comment that you've always wanted to make but never had the chance. Here's a chance to do it and get on national radio as a concept. Have your voice heard on almost 100 radio stations that carry science. Fantastic. And by the way, one question that I often got when I was touring is, well, why why do we have to learn science anyway? It's so abstract. It's so hard. And I tell people that, well, ultimately, science is the origin of prosperity and wealth. Think of it. 100, 200 years ago, people didn't live very long. I mean, life expectancy for most of human history was about the age of 25. That's right. On average, you wouldn't live much beyond the age of 25 throughout most of human history. During the Roman Empire, for example, life expectancy rose a little bit, up to about 32. But it fell back again during the Dark Ages. And so life historically was cruel, short, and brutal. And so we have to realize that what life would look like without science. Well, once again, in this hour, we're going to take your listener phone calls. So give us a call, 612-564-8135 is the number to call, and you can have your thoughts heard on national radio on science fantastic with professor michio kaku and also go to my website is mkaku.org m-k-a-k-u.org or go to my facebook site at michio kaku we're over three million fans now on facebook on twitter now we're up to six hundred seventy thousand fans on twitter and so find out what all the excitement 
assignment is about by going to my website, going to my Twitter account, or my Facebook account. And once again, go to mkaku.org, M-K-A-K-U.org. Okay, well, let's now move right on and take your first listener phone call. Hello, my name is Keith. I'm from Minneapolis. And I'm a fan of Walter Miller's book, uh, Canticle for Leibowitz, that deals with life on Earth after a global nuclear war. Some humans have survived, but the world has been reduced to stone. In the book, the monks of Leibowitz preserve the surviving remnants of man's scientific knowledge until the world is again ready for it. After a global nuclear war, I'm wondering how long you think it would take for humans to build civilization back to the point of, say, building a functional electrical generator or a combustible engine, and what would be the process humanity would have to go through to get human civilization back to those technological achievements. Thank you. Well, yes, I'm familiar with that science fiction series, and we have, well, we have a negative example of what might happen. Look at the fall of the Roman Empire. During the height of the Roman Empire, in the centuries after the birth of Christ, we saw a blossoming of science and technology at tremendous human cost, of course. However, the Romans built an empire, an empire of roads and buildings and aqueducts and monuments and temples, an incredible legacy, a legacy of engineering and science. But around 400 AD or so, the whole thing collapsed. And how long did it take to get back up to speed again? It took about a thousand years. A lot of that knowledge was lost. And of course, the records were burned down. The Library of Alexandria was burned. Most of the knowledge of the Roman Empire vanished with the Roman Empire. Uh, for example, the Romans were able to build concrete using a formula that we still do not really understand. You can still visit the ruins of the Roman Empire 2,000 years later, and the buildings that they built are still relatively intact. However, because we simply do not know how to mix concrete very well, our buildings last maybe 50, maybe 80 years until they start to crumble. And so think about that. Even 2,000 years later, we're still trying to figure out how the Romans built such great concrete buildings. Now, you ask a different question. What happens today in the modern era if we have a nuclear war? How long would it take to reestablish civil Civilization. Well, I think it would still take centuries. Of course, if a single microchip, if a single microchip were to survive the nuclear holocaust, then of course we could then reestablish much of the technology almost instantly. The problem is not reestablishing the technology. That's not the problem. The problem is the social integration of science into society because we degenerate into a bunch of barbarians. Now, if you want to know what society may look like after a nuclear war, just look at our ancient history where we had tribalism and for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, we were in small little bands of maybe a hundred people, each fighting to the death, fighting over limited resources. And you realize that Human psychology hasn't changed much in 200 or so thousand years. In other words, even though we celebrate our mo- 
monuments and our science and our technology and our rockets, even though we celebrate our achievements, we have to realize that the brain behind all of it hasn't really changed much in 100, 200,000 years. We still have the caveman brain, the cavewoman brain of our ancestors. And so the problem is not technical, reestablishing civilization after nuclear war. The problem is social. How will we govern ourselves after a nuclear war? Personally, I think we could very easily degenerate back into tribes of maybe 100 people. And these tribes would war with each other over limited resources. And knowledge would be forgotten in this process or hoarded by a few. And that's what prevents the rise of civilization over the next several centuries after a nuclear war. The technology is there. We can reestablish the technology very quickly. The problem is social integration. What kind of tribalism are we going to degenerate into after a nuclear war? something to think about. It took a thousand years after the fall of the Roman Empire. I think it would still take a few hundred years because of the fact that we still have the caveman brain, the cavewoman brain, and will degenerate back into tribalism after a nuclear war. Okay, let's move on now to the next listener phone call. Ah. Well, unfortunately, that's it for this segment of Science Fantastic. Stay tuned as we continue to take your listener phone calls. Give us a call at 612-564-8135 and ask your question on National Radio. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. 
I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Brought to you by Professor Michio Kaku. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Science Fantastic. In this hour, we're going to take your listener phone calls. This is how you can be part of the March of Science. Give us a call. The hotline number is 612-564-8135. All we ask is that you leave your name. Call letters of the radio station if you're listening to one, and the city you're calling from, and then ask away. Make that comment. Make that question that you've always wanted to make, but never had the chance. Now, some people say, well, I'm too shy. I can't do this. Well, you can go to my website and leave me an email. mkaku.org, M-K-A-K-U.org is the, is the website. And I'm also on Twitter and also on Facebook as well. And remember, no question is too dumb or too stupid to put on national radio. Chances are, if you have a question or a comment, no matter how silly, chances are thousands of other people have exactly that same question or comment, but are simply too embarrassed to talk about it. Well, you could talk about it on national radio. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. Okay, moving on. Let's take now the next listener phone call. Hi, Michio Kaku. This is Kenneth uh, listening on GCN. Uh, I'd like to ask about um, the mathematics behind music. I understand that certain, um, you know, like uh, the Fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio are associated with um, the quality of music. Um, so, in a sense, um, if that is if that is the case, that um, you know, a lot of Beethoven and Mozart's work um, is based on uh, like a Fibonacci sequence. Wouldn't that apply to aliens as well? So, if an alien living from another, uh, living in another star system that has no human anatomy, were listening to music, wouldn't he feel the same, you know, like um, you know, appeal towards Beethoven that uh, human beings do? Since mathematics is actually the language of the universe itself, um, so wouldn't it make sense that um, you know, in not all cases, um, is our, is um, you know, like art in the eye of the beholder? Um, in many cases, wouldn't it be actually a mathematical thing? 
Well, you ask a rather deep question that has uh, stumped psychology and scientists for generations. And that question is, is there a universal aspect to art and music that appeals to not just us, but to animals and to aliens from outer space? Uh, first of all, why do animals make sounds anyway? Uh, why do crickets chirp and why do birds sing? And the reason is, uh, well, evolution. It's a sign of maturity and it's a sign of health and vigor that you can make these sounds with regularity. And it shows that it's an advertising call. That's why crickets crick and birds chirp to attract mates. So scientists have actually analyzed the music of birds, believe it or not. We find that birds that are healthy, that have a clear vocal passage, that are free of parasites, make a very vigorous sound, which essentially advertises their health, advertises the fact that they're healthy, they're free of parasites, and they have a very clear voice, and that's very attractive to birds of the opposite sex. And scientists also found that the more complex the, the more complex the melodies of the birds, the more vigorous they were in terms of attracting mates. So in other words, it really does pay when you want to attract someone from the opposite sex to be able to hum a few bars and to sing with a very clear and pleasing voice. Now, you ask yet another question, not just art and appreciation and mating calls, but mathematics. Well, yes, it turns out that music has a mathematical basis to it, first worked out over 2,000 years ago by Pythagoras, the same guy who worked out the Pythagorean theorem for right triangles that we learned in school. That same Pythagoras also analyzed a lyre string. If I take a lyre string and I twang it, I get octaves octaves that are uh, half integers of the length of the lyre string. So you realize that the two ends of the lyre string are anchored, and they don't move at all. Therefore, if you vibrate it, the vibrations are in half integral uh, fractions of the length of the string. You have the principal octave and secondary octaves. And so when you look at music, it turns out there is a mathematics behind the music. So will aliens from out of space also like music? Well, we don't know, of course, but it's very possible that certain sequences like the Fibonacci numbers that you mentioned that are found in nature are also found in outer space. And one day when we make contact with aliens from outer space, well, music may be one way in which to communicate with them. I like to think of it this way. Take a dog, a cat, or a bat, or an animal, and if you could somehow breed them over millions of years to have large brains and to become intelligent, what would their intelligence look like? Well, a dog's intelligence, if you could breed an intelligent race of dogs, would be based on smells. It turns out that dogs don't use eyesight and other senses so much. They use hearing and smells. They, their brain lives in a swirl, hundreds of swirling uh, odors that circulate inside the brain of a dog. If you take a bat and were to somehow genetically engineer it so it became intelligent, sonar. 
Sonar would be the way in which bats would communicate by echoes, by chirping and listening to the, the chirping's echoes as it reverberates. And so then you begin to realize that, my God, animals, if they become intelligent, may have a totally different frame of reference than humans. We use eyesight. We don't use smell so much. We don't use sound so much. But we use eyesight. But a lot of animals don't have eyes at all, and they would have a totally different way of communicating. But anyway, to answer your question, I think yes, I think aliens will have some kind of music, because it does represent a regularity found in Mother Nature, and it also represents health. Now, scientists who've analyzed the mating calls of animals realize that animals that are healthy and symmetrical get more mates than animals that are not symmetrical. So symmetry also implies health. And so we find that in the animal kingdom, animals that are not symmetrical don't get mates because it's a signal of disease, injury, while animals that are symmetrical, it's a reflection of health. And so, in other words, one way to attract members of the opposite sex is to be healthy and to communicate in complex ways like complex melodies. So maybe that's the origin of why people like Elvis Presley have such a, a, a magnetism when it comes to the opposite sex. Okay, let's move on now to the next listener phone call. This is David Ferguson from College Station, Texas. <coughs> My question is in regard to the digitized um, individual. So would uh, AI also be included in that? So if you were talking to Einstein with all of his writings and, and, and history behind him, would AI be able to basically recreate his thought process to uh, answer new questions that he has yet to answer? Thank you. Well, the answer is yes. Um, what you're talking about is a digitized person, that it's a person who becomes immortal by having everything known about that person digitized and recreated in the form of a human being. And so in the future, when you go to the library and get a book about Winston Churchill, in the future, you'll actually talk to Winston Churchill. You'll talk to, let's say, a holographic image or a robot. And the robot or the holographic image will have all the memories, all the writings, everything that has been digitized and known about Winston Churchill. And then to smooth it out in order to put in common sense and jokes and things like that, you'll probably have to put in artificial intelligence. Now, as you mentioned, well, I would love to have a conversation with Einstein. Someday, someone will digitize everything known about Einstein's writings and his personality, but to smooth it out, to put it together, to fill in the blanks, will require artificial intelligence. And that's, of course, when we start to tinker with somebody else's personality, perhaps not in an, in an authentic way. That's a problem. However, in about a 100 years or so, who knows for sure, the Connectome Project will be finished, and I'll talk about that after the break. Once again, you are listening to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. 
drive and ask that question and get on national radio. Once again, 612-564-8135. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. The Harris County Medical Examiner's Office in Houston determining the cause of death for 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham. The ruling homicidal violence with blunt head trauma. The girl's body found Tuesday submerged in the Trinity River. 42-year-old Don McDougall held without bond in the Polk County Jail charged with capital murder. According to a recent study published in the American Journal of Public Health, over 40% of Americans have a connection to someone who has succumbed to a drug overdose. President Biden offered his sympathies to the family of Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny. The president met in San Francisco with Navalny's widow and daughter just days following his passing in a Russian detention center. Corey Myers, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is Science Fantastic. Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. We are taking your calls in this hour. If you want to get on Science Fantastic, give us a call at 612-564-8135. When you hear the recording, leave your name, call letters of the radio station if you're listening to one, and the city you're calling from, and then ask away. Ask that question. Even if it sounds kind of dumb and stupid and childish, ask away. Chances are, if you have that same question, chances are thousands of other people have exactly that same question as well. Well, before the break, we had a question about digital immortality. Is it possible that one day we'll digitize everything known about us, our credit card transactions, our Instagram photographs, our website information, everything known about us, and will it require a little bit of artificial intelligence? And the answer is yes, because you don't want to be talking to a tape recorder. You want to be able to interact with that person, gossip with that person, and that would require common sense and a little bit of background, and that would require artificial intelligence. However, in a hundred years' time or so, who knows for sure when, the Connectome Project will be completed. Right now, we have, of course, the Human Genome Project, which is already entering the marketplace. Everyone is uh, trying to get as much information about their bodies and genome as possible for health purposes and also to find out your origin. But beyond that, in about 100 years' time, we will map the entire human brain. Just about a month ago, it was announced that we mapped the entire brain of a fruit fly. That's right. They sliced up the brain of a fruit fly, reconnected all the neurons with a electron microscope, and bingo! A hundred thousand neurons were connected, and in principle, we can reconnect the brain of a fruit fly. Now, our brain is not a hundred thousand neurons. Our brain has a hundred billion neurons, and as a consequence, it would take many, many decades, maybe a century, to have a connectome of the human brain. But when that happens, perhaps we'll be able to decipher the coding of the brain and then extract memories, your personality, your quirks, everything known about you might be extracted once we have the connectome. But of course, we're far from that. We can only sequence the brains of animals, simple animals at the present time. But one day when we have the connectome project, literally you could live forever, or at least your soul, your information in your soul will live forever. Okay, let's move on now to the next listener phone call. My name is Madeline Anderson, 
and I am calling from WGAW 1620 in College Station, Texas, and I would like to know how the sun forms. Okay, well, that's a question that has haunted civilization for thousands of years. People worship the sun. Uh, they set their calendars to the sun. Mysticism and all sorts of sorcery were associated with the sun. But now we have modern astronomy. And with the Hubble Space Telescope, we can actually see stars in all phases of their life cycle. That's right. Within the range of the Hubble Space Telescope, we can see 100 billion galaxies. Each galaxy, in turn, has about 100 billion stars. And so that's 100 billion times 100 billion stars in the visible universe. Therefore, by analyzing the time sequence of these stars, we can then patch together the life cycle of stars, starting with a gigantic ball of gas about a light year across. Well, let's take a short commercial break, and after the break, we'll talk about where the sun came from and how the sun will eventually die. Well, this is Dr. Michio Kaku, and this is Science Fantastic. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. After the break, we talk about the life and death of the sun. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Brought to you by Professor Michio Kaku. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Before the break, we had a call that came in uh, about the life cycle of the sun. Where did the sun come from? And as I mentioned, we have actually a very good understanding of the sun. First of all, the sun started off as a ball of gas, uh, perhaps a few trillion miles across. It was rotating very slowly, but gravity eventually began to collapse this slowly rotating ball of gas. And as it collapsed, it collapsed into a disk. The disk, the outer rims of the disk, eventually became the planets. And at the very center of the disk, most of the mass was concentrated into a ball of hydrogen. The temperature of the hydrogen began to rise as the ball of gas began to be squeezed. And as the temperature rose, eventually it hit, oh, about 100 million degrees or so. At that point, fusion takes place. Protons slam into other protons of hydrogen, creating helium and energy via Einstein's famous equation E equals mc squared. So E equals mc squared is not just a formula that we memorize for the hell of it. No, it is the secret of the stars. It's the reason why the universe lights up at night. It's the origin of all life on Earth. The energy of the sun comes from E equals mc squared, where m is the mass of hydrogen. Hydrogen. E is the energy released when hydrogen fuses and turns into helium. Eventually, however, it exhausts its supply of hydrogen. We are halfway through that process. The sun is about 4.6 billion years old. In about five more billion years, it will use up its hydrogen and become a helium burning star or a red giant. It will expand. and At that point, it will eat up the Earth. And so if you understand how the sun was formed, you also begin to understand how the earth was formed and how the earth will eventually die. The earth will die when the sun uses up its hydrogen, expands and becomes a helium burning star, a red giant. And five billion years from now, we will have the last nice day. The sky will be on fire. The mountains will melt. The oceans will boil. And we will go back 
into the sun. So the Bible says from dust to dust, ashes to ashes, physicists say from stardust we came and stardust we will return. And eventually the sun will exhaust its energy supply of helium and become a small white dwarf star, which will eventually cool down to the point where there's nothing left to burn and it'll become basically a black dwarf star, a piece of nuclear waste floating in outer space. So the poets asked the question, will the world end in fire or ice? We know the answer to that. The earth will end in fire when it's eaten up by the sun. The sun itself will end in ice when it uses up its nuclear fuel. The galaxy, by the way, our Milky Way galaxy, will end in fire when it collides with the neighboring galaxy Andromeda, and the universe itself will die in ice, we think, when it cools down to near absolute zero. At that point, by the way, trillions upon trillions of years from now, when the universe gets awfully cold and the universe itself dies, I personally think that we'll be advanced enough then to leave the universe. We'll create an interdimensional lifeboat, leave the universe, go to a younger universe, and perhaps mess that one up as well. Okay, let's move on now to the next listener phone call. Dr. Kaku, my name is Ben. I'm calling from Phoenix. I'm listening on uh, my TuneIn app. I believe it is WTK. Is the call numbers? Um, quick question. With, um, in your opinion, I guess, uh, along with um, Professor uh, DeGrasse Tyson there, um, does the privatization and commercialization of um, this modern space race help to break down the barriers, such as the you know the black budget, black projects, um, that separate technology from you and I? And um, does Dr. DeGrasse Tyson think that uh, this can ultimately help mankind grow as a species and help to break down those barriers because ultimately we can't even fathom what uh, what it would take to to become a type 1 civilization but uh didn't know if uh didn't know if he had any thoughts on that and uh as well as yourself I appreciate it thanks so much Okay, well, let's take a short commercial break. You asked a mouthful, and after the break, we'll talk about all the points that you mentioned, a Type 1 civilization, black uh, projects, uh, the civilian sector, and the public sector. We'll talk about all that after the break. And once again, if you want to get on Science Fantastic, give us a call at 612-564-8135. Give us a call. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran 
and nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Once again, the lines are open at 612-564-8135. Leave your name, call letters of the radio station you're listening to, if you're listening to one, and then the city you're calling from and ask away. Ask that question. Make that comment that's always been bugging you about science. Well, before the break, we had a question. First of all, about uh, Dr. Neil Tyson. We actually had him on Science Fantastic just a few weeks ago, talking about his latest book, Accessory to War, and it brings into sharp focus the relationship between the public sector and the private sector. And then you ask yet another question about whether or not we're going to make it to a type 1 civilization. So let's try to break it down. Uh, Neil and I both agree that we have to be realistic when it comes to the history of science, that yes, science and warfare have been linked ever since we picked up the first bow and arrow and we use it to fight to find game but also we use the bow and arrow to fight other humans and so we have to realize that science 
technology can be used either for good or for evil, because science is a double-edged sword. It can either cut against ignorance, poverty, disease, or it can cut against people. It all depends upon the democratic control of that sword of technology. Now, you also allude to the fact that the private sector is coming into the space race. I think in general, that's not a bad thing because, of course, governments uh, do projects that are have a lot of cost overruns and they have to worry about public relations and things like that. While private corporations can cut a few corners and do things faster, but of course, because they go because they cut a few corners, we have to worry about safety as well. But the fact that SpaceX, the fact that Elon Musk Blue Origins, the fact that Virgin Galactic, the fact that all these companies are being formed is reinvigorating the exploration of outer space. The cost of going to outer space has been dropping like a rock because of this, making it possible to have space tourism, making it possible that one day mom and dad might be able to go into outer space. And so I think that in general, it's a good thing as long as it doesn't get out of hand. The fact that the private sector is engaged with outer space and we're going back to the moon as a consequence. The government, realizing how costly it is to go back to the moon, has basically not done anything about the moon for the past 50 years. But now Jeff Bezos of Blue Origins and Amazon, Elon Musk of SpaceX, are creating their own moon rockets with not taxpayers' money, but with their own funds. They are opening up their checkbooks. Elon Musk has the Falcon Heavy and the BRF, BFR rocket, and Jeff Bezos of Amazon and Blue Origins has his new Armstrong rockets. All these rockets are capable of reaching the moon. And so we don't have to wait for governments, which are very slow and cautious, to take us back to the moon and one day perhaps even to Mars. Now, you ask yet another question, and that is, will all this affect our march toward a type one civilization? Well, let me try to break this down once again. We are a type zero civilization. A type one civilization is about a hundred years more advanced than us, and they use all the energy available to them that comes from the sun. They control the weather, for example. A type two civilization controls the energy of a star. A type three civilization controls the energy output of a galaxy, like Star Wars. Uh, Star Trek would be more like a type two civilization, which has colonized a few planets and you can play with stars, but we are a type zero civilization. Now, will all this affect our march toward type one? And the answer is, I don't think so. I think it's inevitable, unless we blow ourselves up, it's inevitable that we will become a type one civilization. We see the beginnings of a type one civilization even as we speak. What is the internet? The internet is the beginning of the first type one telephone system, the first type one technology to fall into this century. And what language will this type one civilization 
Asian speak already on the internet, English and Mandarin Chinese are the two most popular languages on the internet. And so we're already seeing the beginning of a type one civilization. And the fact that private enterprise is helping public enterprises begin the process of conquering outer space, I think will help, but not basically accelerate the march toward a type one civilization. Okay, well, let's move on now to the next listener phone call. Hi, my name is Lance Rome, calling from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I listen to you off of your website. Uh, my question is more of a just a crazy thought. Um, with all this crazy weather that's been going on with hurricanes and whatever all around the world, um, what if it's some big secret company uh, trying to make the world a type 1 civilization and they're trying to control all the weather and that's why they're uh, getting all these hurricanes and horrible weather across the world. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on that just for fun? Thank you. Okay, well, definitely the weather seems to be very different. Um, even several years ago, uh, the former President George W. Bush, a conservative, said that something strange is happening to the weather. And so we're talking about the fact that farmers notice that the weather is changing because, after all, summers are about a week longer than normal on average. And if you're a farmer, you have to know exactly when summer and fall and winter begin in order to coordinate the planting season. So the average person realizes that we're having 100-year storms, 100-year floods, 100-year forest fires, and something is happening. However, it is beyond the control of one corporation or one company to mitigate or alter this. We're talking about the weather, for God's sake. Well, let's take a short commercial break. And after the break, we're going to continue with Science Fantastic. Give us a call at I need to pay bills. When is my tax refund coming? I need to pay my taxes. What are my payment options? I need to set up a payment plan. How do I do that? I need answers to my tax questions. Where can I find them? I need help with my taxes. Does the IRS offer free help? I need a tax preparer. How should I choose one? Need answers to your tax questions? Go to irs.gov. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. 